0: Okay, so I've been having visions lately where I'm kind of like still like in around different places and different different environments this is something that i have been going through for a while and i'm fighting every day and for my family you know lately it's just been more of a seriously considering like whether they have to be there or not you know but i don't want to make any like solid decisions yet until I'm in a right mind space where I really know I mean it. Because where I'm at now, I know that I'm in the midst of a situation and I'm not. Everything is not super clear. But things are being exposed while I'm here. People are being getting comfortable, more comfortable, feeling as if. Oh, she's not going to get up. She's not going to do anything. There's not going to be any consequences for this. We can go ahead and say it. We can go ahead and do it. We can go ahead and tell her because she's not going to do anything. And eventually, we're going to win. So they're starting to be more relaxed about exposing these different things that they've been up to the whole time. Because I think that when I'm in a certain mind space, they're afraid of what I will do. This is why they've been doing everything in their power to wear me out so they can get me to this place where... They can say or finally be honest about all that they've done or or are doing because they're scared. And this is why they tried to kill me. You know, after they exposed everything but still hid it because they, they were still afraid and was not sure if they would actually be able to, which they weren't. Still aren't. Still won't. But now they're getting more comfortable to tell me certain things. And I realize the reason why they're not spilling all the beans, the reason why they're not telling me everything that they've done and are doing is because they're still not sure that I won't win. They're still not sure that I won't survive this. They're still not sure that there won't be consequences for all that they've done to me. And they're right. You know, at the end of the day... A lot of the information that I've gotten, I've had to fight very hard to get. I've had to use a spirit of wisdom and discernment to figure these things out. And I'm not where I should be. I have a lot of work to do and I have to keep fighting to get to the place where I should be. But the fact of the matter is that... They... They know and are aware that of this prophecy. But still, I'm experiencing the attitude of, you know, starting to get more comfortable or believing as if this won't happen. How can you be aware of a prophecy and aware of God's truth and aware of who God is, but still believe that you can somehow overcome this situation? I said to myself, that's not for no reason. The only way that they would feel as if they could still somehow manipulate this situation in their favor is if they've done it before, despite a word from God. But that's absolutely not possible. Only because God's truth is the truth. It doesn't matter what anybody says or does. If God says something will be, it will be. So what does that mean? What is left for that? The only thing left on that, on that, in that manner, and that on behalf of that, is if, of course, God never truly made me a promise. If He said to me, "There's a possibility for this, for this to happen." If He said to me that, "This can happen," and I know You will do it in hopes that I will do it, but not ever confirming if it will be done. Now, God. He made a promise to the Israelites. He promised them that he would free them from Pharaoh. He promised them that that was the last time that they would see the Egyptians. He promised them that they were going to be brought to their promised land. But he never promised or confirmed to them whether they would remain the holy people and keep their promise to him that was on behalf of them that's up to them that part was up to them this part is up to me this part is up to us so I hope I didn't just confuse that or make or make that sound less than what it what I'm trying to say but what I'm trying to say is he has hopes that we'll keep his promise to him he's keeping his so he's keeping up his end of the deal he's doing all that he said he was going to do he's freeing millions of people He's defeating a demon witch who has wicked control over her, over these people. He's doing all of these different things, but we still have to keep our promise to him and remain free. Because, yes, the demon witch had control, which which deems us blameless, which deems all these people blameless. But at the end of the day, we do have to pay attention and start... Taking into consideration a sin that led up to the consequences of our behavior. The reason why this demon witch has control, because God made it clear. I have, he's placed real power inside of me. She's trying to, she's jealous of my real power. She hates me because of my real power. She has no power. There's a false sense of power in her. Now, why would these people be able to be under this wicked witch's control... If she doesn't have any real powers or false sense of it, well, because of our own sin, when we're tempted and enticed into sinful behavior and our own selfish desires for pleasure, temporary pleasure, etc., she uses it against us. She uses it to control us and it's still unfair, but it is fair. God is a fair God. If he says stay away from sin, that's for a reason. If he tells you not to do something, that's for a reason. If he tells you to behave in a certain manner, that's for a reason. He doesn't say or do anything for him. It's always for us. So at the end of the day, the reason why this happened to us is because we won't listen. When you lied anyways, when you stole anyways, when you cheated anyways, when you decided to do whatever you wanted to do anyways, that's why this happened. That's why it's happening. This is the only power or control she's ever had over you. You're actually choosing her. And people say, you know, they wake up spiritually, they're being raped by demons. Spiritually, they're being starved. Spiritually, they're eating their own feces and their own body parts and their own friends. Spiritually, you have to eat your own babies as a mother. Spiritually, you are... Being sold off as slaves. You're a slave. You're all these different things. Spiritually, you're being tortured and tormented. Spiritually, you don't have control. You don't have an option. You can't even pray. You can't even reach out to God. Somebody has to pray for you. But he hears your affliction because he knows your heart. God knows all hearts. He sees and knows everything. But you... With your willpower, can't even find the strength to pray because they're fighting you. These demons are fighting you. This is why we're finding ourselves in these situations. We're finding ourselves in these situations because he had no reason to lie to you, but you didn't want to believe him. When he said, don't go that way, it's nothing for you. And you said, well, how can you say it's nothing for me when it's clearly something for me? You didn't believe him. You wanted to believe what you wanted to believe. There's so many different people who said, God placed this, this you know, hunger and thirst for accomplishing these dreams and, and, and you know, exercising these talents that he's placed inside of me for a reason. I have to go. I have to do this anyways. But you didn't want to wait on God. You didn't want to wait on him. You said, I'm tired of waiting on him. If he's ever going to come, I got to, you know, live up to my full potential. I got to chase my dreams. And it feels so unfair because you have to fight and battle so many different things in order to be able to exercise a talent that God is placing you, you know, b- before you were born. Like, before the stars was predestined in the sky, God made you this way. This is who you're destined to be and you know it. But the issue with that is... If you're not using your talents, like the Bible says, to glorify God, then then you're working for Satan. Then you're glorifying Satan and you're giving him control over you. You're slave to sin. So, a lot of people don't care about this stuff. A lot of people say, well, I don't care. Then I choose Satan then. Or they just want to go a certain route and then it feels so unfair. Then we want to blame God for... The suffering we want to blame God for the things we don't have. We want to blame God for the things we cannot do, and this is you know it's a cycle. He told you not to do it, you did it anyways, and now everything that you have to suffer because of doing it anyways, you blame him for, and so on and so forth. And it's it's even more messed up when a lot of times it started off unfair for you because. Of someone else's sin because of the sin of someone else you're suffering and it doesn't feel fair and it's never fair with the devil but why choose the devil why ever you know go that route but we're human we make mistakes oftentimes we're ignorant to the to the devices of satan and how deceptive he can truly be a lot of times we think that we're choosing these things and you It's not your fault that you weren't able to tell the difference between you and Satan when he has worked so hard to study you and be able to imitate you to make you believe that you're making these decisions on your own. Because I've seen it. Even Jesus himself had to cock his, his head to the side a little bit and squint in order to identify Satan inside of someone. He's just that good at lying. He's a very good deceiver. So... If it takes Jesus Christ himself to be able to identify Satan and know the difference, because oftentimes the angels are even fooled, then you you do not stand a chance against him. You can't do this by yourself. You need Jesus. You need him to fight these battles for you. And this is all that he's saying. He's not saying that he's going to hold you accountable for every wrong decision you made he understands that he understands how satan deceived you and how he tempted you jesus overcame this so that you can what he is saying is just have a repentant heart show up with a contrite repentant heart submit your will over to god and be willing to change that's all he's asking you to do choose him He's not asking you to have done everything right. He's not asking you to even be held accountable for everything you've done. He's just asking you to choose him because that's all you can do. When it comes down to it, when you really trace it back to the root of everything that you've ever had to go through, it really doesn't feel like it's ever your fault or there's anything you could have ever changed in order to anything you could have done to avoid these situations. And that's why Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, because it will never be a better route or decision you could have made in order to avoid these things. The only thing you aren't doing the only thing that you haven't done that you should be doing is choosing God. The only thing that you aren't doing that you should be doing is repenting. That's all you can do. You don't stand a chance against the devil. And if you think that you're siding with you, you if you think, well, I don't have to stand a chance with the devil because against the devil because I'm with him. He, he doesn't care about you. You're not with him. If you heard one conversation discussed over your life and your soul between the devil and God and how he speaks of you, all the plans he has to drag you down and destroy you because he does not care for you. He has no love for you. He hates you. I promise you, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near him. And if you think, well, I'm just like that and actually you don't know me at all, I would want to be with him. You say that now until he removes himself from possession of your body and and now you're left with the realization it never was you the whole time. You never felt that way. You never did that. You never wanted that. You wanted other things and only God can see your heart. Only God knows it. So some of us, unfortunately, cannot be saved. We just can't. Because... I, it's sad to say, but a lot of us, we have been under demonic possession since children and some before because of generational curses that are carried throughout our family because of the sins of our ancestors. But regardless of these different things, God has shown mercy and grace so that these demons can be removed from our bodies. We can be saved. But yes, it is ultimately still up to God to decide who he wants to save and who he feels is worth saving. Now, someone to say, someone would say, and that's not right. How is somebody worth saving and others aren't? But God says that we're all worth saving and that's why he died on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins. If some aren't worth saving, that just contradicts that. No, it doesn't. Because the Bible also says that Jesus can save all except those headed for destruction. And the only way is through Jesus. And The only way that you would not have a chance is if you remain unrepentant. So it's never because you cannot be saved or you're not worth saving, but because you don't want to be saved. And that's the only time it becomes unworthy, not worth it. But even then, I wouldn't even say that I don't want to ever encourage anyone to believe that. Because right now you're saying I'm not worth it or I don't want it or I don't want to be saved that you're not still worth it because God does see through all these different things. But that's the point. This is why you never tell him he's wrong with the decisions that he's making because he's a perfect judge. He sees everything. He knows everything better than anyone could ever know it. So this is why it's very important to understand that who God is, but it's not. It's And when I say that, I also want to add That I don't actually believe that you would have a problem discerning whether who God is. Because he is God, regardless. You know, there's people who are absolutely wicked and they know who God is. I've seen it. Just because I chose to believe him, he showed me this. But when you don't choose to believe him, how can you see it? Choose to believe him first. So... God showed me there's people who aren't going. There's individuals who are so wicked. They're never going to change. They've done what they've done. They're judged. They've been judged. There's people who aren't going. And God is never wrong with his judgments. But I looked them dead in their face after he told them that. And I recognized that they knew who he was the whole time. That they were convincing people. God is not real. If God was real, would He ever let this happen? Would He ever let me do this? Would He ever let me rule over you without any rules or discipline? God is not here. God is not real. When he when they're sitting here convincing people that they're God, that they are the ones to answer to, and despite God, when they are ruling over people in the cruel, wicked way that they do things, unfair and. No real direction, and they're convincing people that God is not going to save you. Don't call on God, don't answer the God answer to me. When they are dragging people's souls down to the hell, these individuals still know who God is. That's why it's very important for you to know for yourself. Choose for yourself, don't ever let someone else tell you. You have to be strong enough to want to choose for yourself. You have to be strong enough to be able to stand alone if you have to because Jesus did. All these things that he did, he overcame. He did it so that we can. He was tempted. He overcame He overcame temptation so that we can, so you can do it. And this is what I'm fighting. I know it sound, a lot of times it feels easier said than done. I know. I'm going through this right now. I'm fighting and battling these different things on a whole nother level. And it sometimes can be very hard to let go. But in all honesty, you, what choice do you really have when it comes down to it? I mean, we all have a choice, and God wouldn't even want you to be there without one. But the fact of the matter is, as I said before, the people who are leading you astray, Satan, who is who is set out to steal, kill, and destroy knows who God is the whole time. So you'd be a fool to not know who he is. You're a fool if you pretend as if you don't. We all know who God is. The Bible says that he makes himself known to every person on this planet. There's people somewhere in a far off corner of the world that has no access to nobody else in this world and has their own language and God, they know who God is. We know who God is. You will know who God is and you will not be able to deny him. He does this for a reason so that you can never stand in his presence on judgment day and act as if you didn't know. You know. And when you're given enough, shown enough mercy and grace that God doubles back for you after you've already known in order to help you be brought to repentance in order to get you to where you need to go. Like, that's, you would be a fool to miss out on a golden opportunity like that. That's a golden opportunity. Because in reality, the first time he said it was enough. If he only said it once, you're wrong for not listening. If he never said it again, if he only said it but one time your whole life, you're still being held accountable for that because he said it. He showed you. So for him to double back or to give as many opportunities as he does give, that's the graceful, gracious, merciful God that we serve. And yeah, I stand behind that. I don't care what anybody says. You know, I do care. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, none of that trumps who God is. Because I see how considerate he is. Understanding, loving, and patient, observant. Attentive, he's everything. He's there. He knows everything. He knows all. I see it all. So well, I don't see it all. He he sees it all. But I see who God is. I can see. I've been made to see. So can you. But I'm gonna keep fighting for a better, clearer vision because I know that inside of myself. If I could truly understand 100% who God is, I would never turn back to sin ever. Not even a thought in my mind would form. But I'm working on that. I'm practicing that every single day. I'm being transformed by God. This is the how. So, I just want to encourage anybody, everybody out there. It might seem like a joke to you. But I promise you, the people who you think is to be feared, they're not even laughing. Satan's always seemingly laughing, but nothing is funny about where he's headed. He's going to the bottomless pit where he will not laugh. You can go with him, there's plenty of room. He wants to make sure that you go. Don't let him win. Now, I've been worried about this, and I've been kind of studying this and asking God, you know, I've been asking God recently, but God, you know, there's people that you've said maybe it will go. There's people that you said you have that have a chance because, you know, their hearts and there's people that you said that don't. And I know only you can judge between that. So I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to question why you said that, but help me to understand you know who should be fought for and who shouldn't because I know that you can penetrate any heart and nothing is too hard for you and there's people who seemingly didn't have a chance at one point and then you give them one. So how do I discern between who should be fought for? And maybe it's just in me. Maybe it's just the power he's placed in me. Because oftentimes I find myself fighting for people and these hard questions arise. Like, why did you fight for this person and you didn't fight for them? Why do you feel like this person is worth paying more attention to when you don't feel like that one is? Why do you feel like this person is worth suffering for and you didn't feel like that one was? You didn't even look in that person's direction in another, another second. And maybe it's the spirit of wisdom and discernment guiding and helping me. Is God. So, yes, even though he says that a lot of people don't have an opportunity or a chance or they're not worth it. And it's seemingly no real explanation or logical reason in your mind why. Because God is not a man. His ways are not our ways. If he decides that, he decides that. And it may not seemingly be a reason why. This person isn't trying. This person's doing everything we're doing, if not worse. This person doesn't care. This person doesn't seem as if they should ever have a real chance. But they do. And that's what I think trumps all of it. Being obedient to God. Trusting who God is. Knowing who God is. Trumps any and everything else. There's a whole rule book. And what's always going to trump the entire Bible is God's word alone. Him. If he guides you in a direction that says something about someone, despite what the rule book says, despite what the Bible says, despite what even all the angels in heaven say. You got to do what he said. He wrote the book. He made the rules. And he knows why he's doing these things. And if there's anyone who can break these rules, it's him. He can't be trusted. If he were to break them, because that's assuming that he did. We don't know everything. He does. That exists. He's perfect. So. It's a lot of jealousy. Of God. God is a jealous God himself. But he cannot be beat. He can be trusted. And he is love. And so we need to choose him. Stop thinking like a man. Stop. You know. You can't. You are a man. That's what you are. You're human. But. When you can't. Allow God to because he doesn't just let him do it. Just let God do it. That's that's all I can say. That's the only real advice I can give when it comes down to these really tricky, intricate situations where people just don't understand. And it feels like you're being talked in a circle. This is always going to be a way out. God, he's always going to be a door and a window whenever it feels like you're in a circle or a cycle. God, he's the only option. It's like, there's no way, it's impossible, this is a maze that can't be beat, and God always makes a way out of no way. This is why he's here. And there's so many people who are upset, like, well, I should, there should be a way, there should be an option, there should be a door without God. No, let go of that. If you let go of that big portion and part of yourself that wants to be able to do it without God, then you'll be able to see more clearly The way out because that's Satan. Satan wants to convince you do without him. You should be able to do without him. Satan wants you to feel so special and so important when you're not. You're nothing without God. Satan is nothing. So choose God. That's the only way you'll be able to see the door to get out. And when you don't want to let go of that pride and that ego that says I can do without him. I shouldn't have to need him to do it. That's why you won't ever be able to see your way out. The blind can't lead the blind, and that's a promise without God, never exist with him never can ever can never exist. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. That's hard for some people to grasp because they want to be able to say nothing is impossible. period. no, nothing is impossible with God. People want to be able to say. I can I can do it, but they don't want to say God can do it. People want to be able to say, you know, it can be done, but they don't want to say God makes it possible to be done. Give him his credit. It's okay. You can't do it without him. That's okay. And as long as you don't want to give him his credit and you cannot submit that over to him because you feel as if you cannot trust him, you can trust him. As long as you do that, Satan has all power and control over you. A lot of people would say that's not true. God steps in. He doesn't have all power and control over you. God can change your heart, but you're still going to have to do what? Acknowledge him. You can't even enter God's presence without a spirit of humility. And that requires submitting all glory, honor, and power to him. Because that's who he is he's worthy to be praised and that's that's really all I have to say for all the rest of the questions I feel that I've been getting lately questioning you know this what questioning what I believe questioning who God is to me and yes I'm wrong in so many areas so oftentimes people like to hold that against God as if I'm supposed to be perfect I'm nothing without God and yes, I am I am imperfect because the only perfect individual to have ever exist was Jesus Christ himself but when it comes down to it This is the set rule and the set answer to any question you ever have for any reason why I choose this lifestyle and the reason why things seem seem to work out. The reason why I'm granted my destiny, my way out, and a way out for millions of people, even when you feel like your logical perspective trumps mine. It's not mine. It's not me and it's not you. It's God. You may be able to trump me. You may be able to trump anybody who comes with me. You may be able to trump everybody in the world even. Let's say you happen to be the best person in the world as if that exists. I mean human outside of Jesus. Let's say that actually did exist in you because all situations exist, right? You still wouldn't be able to trump God. So that's what it comes down to. I choose him. He's bigger. He's greater. It's not why I choose him, but it's a good thing that he's he's bigger and he's greater. It's a reason why. There's a reason why, but I choose him because he's love. God is love. He's truth. I choose God because he's truth. We all have our different reasons. But when it comes down to it, they all group up as the same reason why. God is truth. God is love. He cannot be beat. He's worthy to be praised. He's the almighty power. He can be trusted. So no one else can do that. He's perfect. No one else is that. I don't want anyone else. I don't want to choose anyone else. And I noticed in the process of this has been a very big debate about or a big, you know, like, tug of war of get her to praise me like god get her to choose me like god get her to be on my side as if you know i'm god worship me like i'm god you will never be worshiped as if you are god because where god sits you don't have access to and when he gives me access you're not even aware i'm there you can't beat him you cannot beat him we have conversations that you no matter out of all the devices all the money in the world all the Support that you have in the world. You still can't have access to. Or the power. A false sense of it that you feel that you have. You still don't even have access to that conversation. Unless he wants you to have access to it. You can't be God. That's just that. And everything that you're doing right now. You know. Maybe he's allowing this. And it does. It, it does hurt. It's suffering. For the time being. But of course you be doing that. That's all Satan never was set out to do. Still kill, and destroy. Get you to suffer in the process before he lands where he's going. Other than that, as I said, he never wins. As God said, he never wins. He won't, you won't. Unless you want the right things. Unless you want God. And some people can't stand that. Because they want to stand in that position. Why can't it be... Anything is possible unless it's me. Why can't it be you can do whatever you want unless it's me? Why can't I sit in that position? Why can't I have that title? Why can't I be praised like God is praised? And who is like that but Satan? He controls you. And you think that you're the one who's beat him. You will never beat Satan by yourself. Therefore, you can never be God. You can never be God anyways. He can't beat him. And Satan will allow you to believe that you've even beat him in order to get you to hurt God. Because that's all you're doing. You're not actually beating him. You can never do that. So what are you doing? Hurting him. Because he loves you. He cares for you. And every single time you're led astray, every pain, everything that you go through, he feels ten times more. It's hard for a lot of people to believe that because they've suffered so much. But... You know, I'm going through so much. I'm suffering through so much. And it's just only exposing itself to be more true each and every single day. These things are not worth choosing. And I'm fighting. And I'm doing my best to get to a place where I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be with God. And I will get there. And I won't let Satan deter me. I won't let him hurt me by making me feel as if. You're not there yet. You're not doing everything you should and you're lacking and all these other things. And it's like, I will get there, though. And so the victory's already won. And that's all that really matters. So what am I here to do in a process? Probably. Learn, but help you to learn, too.